0: This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. This is Max Headroom, and what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to one of the greatest epics ever produced. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's like a the 80s uh, uh, Do it's like the 80s Bueller Bueller Goonies never say die Hey bud, let's <laughs> party Why is it deep? I'm pretty fool I want my MTV Oh, you're so cool, Brewster I'm so sure Nobody leave this place without I the blues Are you telling me you built a time machine? What, a DeLorean? Automobile? Cut! <laughs> I don't make monkeys! I just train like them! Like the Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. No way, you gotta listen to me! Jas is coming here, he's after me! I tried to destroy him, but I fucked up! You got that right, punk! You listen to me. I'm sorry about what happened to you and your folks years ago, but no one in Forest Green wants to be reminded of what that maniac did here. That's why we changed the name. People want to forget this was Crystal Lake, and they don't need some kid stirring up Jason shit again. Now, you just lie down and get some rest. In the morning, I'll call that clinic. No, look, if you just go to the cemetery, you'll see I'm not lying. If you get some sleep, or I'm going to come in there and put you out. You're going to be sorry you didn't listen to me. You're going to be sorry if you don't shut up. Hello and welcome back to Dude Looks Like the Eighties. I'm your host RJ McCready, and in today's episode, bonus episode number four, I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1986 to have a look at the iconic horror movie Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. That's right, guys. Jason Voorhees here he comes. So go take a look at the trailer, and I'll be right back. They thought the nightmare was dead buried. They were wrong. Jason lives. Happy Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th part 6. Jason lives. Rated R. Starts Friday, August 1st at a theatre near you. And welcome back, guys. So Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th part 6 guys, I mean what can I tell you about it? I mean usually in a, a franchise movies get to a trilogy, they get to a quadrilogy. You get to number 4, the might might just start to sink. You get to number 6, it might just be something that you're returning for nostalgia and you come away that's not as good as the first or second one. But for this franchise, this ain't the case for this movie. This is, um, when you look on the internet, it's a fan favourite. It's certainly one of my favourite Friday the 13th um, movies. I called it Late One Night on TV, I think when I was a teenager in the 90s, and I absolutely loved it. And the reasons being, let's let's have a look at the reasons. I mean, you've got Alice Cooper doing music in this movie, and let's listen to one of those songs here right now. Teenage Frankenstein is in my Teenage Frankenstein, I mean it's awesome. In the mid-80s I think I spoke to Ricky Morgan about this, it was the he said it was the MTV vibe and music and movies went together and it really worked and it was for me it like lighting in the bottom so even if you didn't enjoy the movie at least you had the soundtrack to come away from. You've then got Tom Matthews playing the protagonist in this movie, Tommy Jarvis. And Tom Matthews is already a fan favourite in the horror world with Return of the Living Dead that came out a year before this. So he had already raised that bar. And I think he does an incredible job. I think he's a, he is a great character in this. And I think the only problem with the franchise after this is the fact that Tom Matthews didn't reprise the role and come back. I think we would have all loved that. But I suppose in some ways he did later on with uh, the computer game. I know he did the voice of Tommy Jarvis. And there's a YouTube fan video that came out, which is worth checking out. I think it's called Never Hike Alone. Jason Voorhees is played by an actor called CJ Graham. And for the actor it's the only time that he played Jason Voorhees. And it's a zombie Jason Voorhees as well. Which obviously continues out with the franchise. It was directed by Tom McLaughlin. Again, this was his first major movie role. He was a screenwriter for Hollywood and he did a lot of TV work. So the synopsis for this movie is, Tommy Jarvis goes to the graveyard to get rid of Jason Voorhees' body once and for all, but inadvertently brings him back to life instead. The newly revived killer once again seeks revenge and Tommy may be the only one who can defeat him. It was distributed by Paramount Pictures. It's got an 87-minute runtime. 3 million dollar budget and it actually made money back It made 19.4 million dollars at the box office which is pretty good So the film starts with Tommy Jarvis returning to Crystal Lake with his friend Alan To finally get rid of Jason Voorhees And I love this scene because it really sets the scene It's like a a start of an old Hammer horror movie It's night time, there's a storm, the wind's blowing It's got some creepy music in the background So they go to the grave and it's that typical lightning strike and you see the Jason Voorhees gravestone light up. So Tommy and Alan are armed with shovels and this always makes me laugh in the movie, in any sort of movie when someone's digging up a grave. You see a couple of shovels of dirt and they've got the perfect square (laughs) hole in the ground. Which, (laughs) if that was me, I'd be sweating for a couple of hours trying to do that. But anyway, um, Tommy opens up the lid. There's Jason, zombie Jason. He's got maggots coming out of his face. He's all gooey and horrible. And um, he gets an iron spike and he chucks it through him. And like I say, Tommy is just—he just wants to make sure he's really, really dead. He goes away, and then the lightning strikes and it resurrects Jason. And you get your first kill scene here. You get Alan. It's a typical Jason scene here where someone tries to stop him and he throws a shovel over and it snaps in half and it's like he's made of steel and then Jason turns around and then punches Alan and his fist just goes straight for his body so it's a pretty cool kill scene to start the movie off and um, Tommy Jarvis runs away runs to his truck and drives off and then you've got this iconic scene here where Jason picks up the hockey mask, which Tommy drops on the ground and he puts it on his face and he turns around and that's the starting credits to the movie. And you see a little nod to James Bond here where Jason walks across the screen and turns around and throws a knife at the screen. So, And the trivia to this scene here at the beginning uh, is that the director was trying to say, so I'm just having a little bit of fun with this one. And... Um, And on a slight segue there, this is the one of the only Jason movies that got really good reviews from critics. But moving on, um, Tommy escapes in the truck and he goes to the sheriff's office and you get this first scene here. Look, you got to do something. Jason's alive. He killed my friend and now he's coming for me. You to cool out, boy. You already almost got your head blown off. Will you listen, it! Don't piss me off, Junior. I will repaint this office with your brains. Jason is alive. We dug up his body. I was gonna cremate it. And... Whoa, whoa. What's your name, son? Well, Tommy Jarvis. But look, we've got to do something. He's even more powerful now. Aren't that... you the kid whose mother and friends were killed by that maniac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason murdered He's him You've been in some psychiatric clinic ever since, haven't you? Hey, Josh, what the hell's going on? <laughs> there you go. What the hell's going on? So you've got the Tommy going to see the sheriff. Um, the sheriff you know in this movie uh, it's just an observation for me but he looks a bit like John Carpenter and he even talks like him but that's that's just my observation but what you've got here is um, that sort of typical 1950s guy goes into the sheriff's office saying there's something going wrong and then the sheriff going hey kid you're crazy go and put him in jail and that's what happens so Tommy gets put into jail for the night to be taken back to the clinic from where he's come from which is obviously explained in the um, movie before this one so Tommy Jarvis is locked up by the sheriff no one believes him and Jason is let loose in Forest Green formerly known as Crystal Lake and we come on to our second victims which is the summer camp counselors Darren and Liz gone off on the beaten track in their car and They stopped the car and Jason stood in front of them, and you get this scene right here. I say we stop the car, get out, and start screaming for help. I was just kidding, Elizabeth. Darren, we better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. And as you can hear, there, guys, she makes reference to a guy in a mask, eh? (laughs) It's pretty cool. Um, So he empowers them both with the metal rod that was used to resurrect him. And so far, we're 10 minutes into this film, there's already three people been slain by Jason. And it doesn't stop there. The next morning, the sheriff's daughter, Megan, comes to the police station and she meets Tommy. And this is where Tommy tries to tell her about Jason. And you find out that Jason has become an urban legend in Forest Green. She's with uh, three other friends, Sissy, Paula and Court. And Court is a bit of a dude. He looks like he's just come out from Footloose or something. He just loses the 80s. They are helping to run the summer camp. But again, no one believes Tommy. But Megan is attracted to Tommy Jarvis. So there's a little bit of a love interest there for the movie. It then goes into our next scene. next kill scene, and what else you going to do with a Jason movie when you get to part six? What have they not done yet? That's right, it's a paintball scene. Guys, paintballing. So Jason turns up, and you get this scene here. Wait a second. What was that? What? Nothing. I could swear I heard something. I'm hungry. Oh God. Be quiet. Just a random scene, but it's a funny scene. He um, takes out three people here, and I think the aim here is that he he takes away the machete here. So Jason's got his iconic machete. And I think this is where, as I said earlier, the director's kind of having a little bit of a laugh with this movie, but it still works. Um, As I said earlier, and it was a bit on the other scene where the woman says about the hockey mask and that. So there's those little elements in this. The summer camp opens up and all the children have arrived and Megan and her friends are trying to run it without the 2 counselors councillors who've been killed previously by Jason. And the sheriff decides to run Tommy Jarvis out of town. But Tommy makes one last attempt to run to Jason's grave to try and convince him that he's been dug up. But the grave has been covered up by the caretaker and Tommy is handcuffed and then he's driven out of town. That night, the caretaker of the cemetery gets killed by Jason and Court and his girlfriend get taken out as well. And at this time, the sheriff begins to think that now Tommy is the killer in the town and not Jason. He thinks that he's is now responsible for all these bodies. And thinks he's gone insane imagining himself to be Jason. My boy sure wants us to believe his story. Well, he picked the right day to pull this shit. What I mean? Happy Friday the 13th. Tommy manages to convince Megan about Jason and she decides to help him out. And you get a pretty cool ch- car chase scene here with, between the, um, the police and Megan in her car. They eventually get caught by the sheriff and he takes them back to the camp. And at this time Jason has turned up and he's um, causing havoc on the camp. He kills Sissy and Paula. And the police arrive and this is where they realise that Jason has come back. And you got some you got a typical scene here where one of the police officers tries to shoot Jason. You get this scene here. And then you get another kill scene here. And it just continues, guys. The sheriff tries to stop Jason. I thought he was going to make it all the way through this movie, the sheriff, but he doesn't. Uh, Jason just bends him straight in half, and that's it. He's taken out. So Jason is unstoppable at this point, and it's left to Tommy Jarvis to try and save the day. So the only way he thinks he can get rid of Jason is to send him back to the lake where he originally came from. So he gets a boat. He gets a boulder. He gets some chains. Um, And at this point, Jason is about to kill Megan but Tommy calls him over to the lake and you get this scene here Jason! Jason come on! Come and get me! It's me you won't remember! So Tommy manages to wrap the chain around Jason's neck and with the boulder sends him back down to the bottom of the lake but then Jason grabs Tommy's leg and tries to drown him and it's quite an intense scene and at this point Tommy is dying but he gets rescued by megan she conducts uh, cpr on him and he comes back to life and he says that's it it's over jason is finally home but then you get a shot of jason underwater and he get his eyes open up and that's it and that's where the film ends and that's it guys um if you haven't seen this film i recommend that you go and have a look at it it's one of those movies always say it's pretty good to watch late at night about 11 o'clock get some beers or glass of wine and some munchies and just sit back and enjoy it and it's not a long film it's actually one of the shortest um, Jason movies and I believe it's got the highest kill rate and it's also got some horror references in this movie to other films like The Sheriff Calls A Town Called Carpenter which is related to John Carpenter, Uh, Cunningham Road um, which is related to Uh, Sean Cunningham who's the first director of Friday the 13th movie and they mention a grocery store called Karloff which is um, a nod to Boris Karloff so I'll leave you that little bit of trivia enjoy the episode guys and I'll be returning soon because it's the month of Halloween it's October I'm going to be doing Return of the Living Dead so I'm super excited to be doing that one one of my favourite horror movies and if I've got time to try and squeeze it into October, I'm going to be looking at doing a another bonus uh, episode. I'm, f- I'm toying with Vamp, the one with Grace Jones. So look out for that one. And thank you to everybody on the Facebook page. That's where we're most active. And like I said before, if there's anything you guys want me to have a look at, just post it and let me know. Be happy to do it. Alright, so I'm going to close the show with Alice Cooper, the man behind the mask. See you guys soon. Stay